Author Greg Lavoy writes, in stone sculpting, an artist taps a stone lightly with a hammer to see if it's true. If it emits a dull tone, it has faults running through it that will crack it apart when you work on it. A clear ring, one that hangs in the air for a moment, means it's true, has integrity, and most importantly, will hold up under repeated blows. Beyond is a collection of captivating poems that send a clear ring. Each line, each word, lingering in the air of our thoughts for a moment, inviting us to pause, ponder, and process the deeper places, the ones often visited out of sight, where there is no one to see or ask why. Laura, our guest today, Laura Robb, carefully and thoughtfully allows us to journey through the four movements of limits, longings, love, and loss with her, and in doing so, calls us forward into living a life that will hold up under repeated blows. A life that faces pain and presses through to the peace and power waiting on the other side. Sometimes the story we tell ourselves is not really true. Sometimes the story others tell about us is not really true. Here on today's Heart Lift with Janelle, we are going to learn how to rewrite our story. So pick up your favorite pen and journal, grab a cup of something delicious, and start your heart-lifting journey towards living a meaningful life. Hello, and welcome to today's Heart Lift with Janelle. I am so happy that you have found your way here to meet the remarkable Laura Robb, a poet who writes and uses words with such wisdom, authenticity, and highly beautiful oh, heart. She's a heart lifter of all heart lifters. I wanted to begin before we meet Laura with reading from her beautiful book of poetry called Beyond Limits, Longings love, and loss. And I wanted to read the preface, which is on page 11. I couldn't ignore it. The sudden absence, the abrupt ending, the hole in my heart. Grief. I've been here before and I was back. The silence and space screamed. Reminders of my loss were everywhere. I couldn't ignore grief this time. I had to go deeper. I let loss do what only loss can do if we allow it. One grieving season led me on a path I never expected. It was the beginning of a series of losses. Losses come in many forms. It can be the death of a loved one, the death of a relationship, or the death of a dream. All loss signals an unwanted goodbye. All loss 
signals an unwanted goodbye. Loss can force us to ask hard questions like, why God, why? How long will it hurt? How do I thrive again? Mixed in with grief, I found another emotion, anger. Loss makes room for anger. It can allow us to be honest about the pain. We might miss the person who left, the dream that shattered. We long for the unmet, the unspoken. We crave the love we don't have. We question where we've been and where we're going because we want more. We know what could be. And if you're like me, sometimes we want the unreachable, impossible dream for ourselves. Beyond is about endings that lead to new and unexpected beginnings. It is about learning to recognize the limits we cannot erase, the longings we carry, the love we crave, and the losses that change us. Beyond is also a journey of wrestling, of accepting disability, of admitting dreams, of loving and losing. Mostly, it is about being, becoming, and seeing beyond. Throughout the book, I tell my story and I invite you to explore your own. Each section ends with a question for you to ponder. Take your time with the reading of the poems and the reflecting of my story and reflection on your story. As you walk through what I've experienced, maybe you will relate to pieces of my journey or connect with some of my struggles. Limits look like weaknesses to the world. We come to the end of our ability and the beginning of something greater than us, a strength from the one who made us. Longings can be difficult to admit. Mine stayed hidden for years. Naming our longings and bringing them to the light is the end of isolation and the beginning of inclusion. Love is always a risk. However, love carries the potential for profound gifts. Within a relationship, we can know the end of loneliness and the beginning of belonging at the deepest level. Loss means we have loved. And if we have loved, we have lived well. It is the end of what was a present reality and the beginning of what is now a treasured past. If you are in a grieving season, don't rush to the other side. Loss is simultaneously wrapped in the hard and the happy. Oh, so welcome. Welcome to today's Heart Lift, Laura, poet Laura. I am so happy to finally have you here. Oh, we have been talking about this for so many moons and I'm over the moon. Just I'm over the moon to have you. Welcome. Welcome, Laura. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. I've already introduced you, Laura, to the audience, um, to the community in uh, our conversation about tool six, mm-hmm. soaking in living water. And I shared how you and I have had such rich, deep, you are a deep well, Laura, Rob, deep conversations about um, what it means to be an inspiration. What does that mean in life? And I write on page 156 in my book, Stronger Every Day, inspire comes from the Latin inspirare, meaning breathe or blow into. The word was originally used of a divine or supernatural being 
in the sense to impart a truth or an idea to someone. So we concluded in our conversations, could we say that to inspire or be an actual inspiration to others simply looks like breathing truth, breathing new ideas, breathing new life, breathing hope uh, into the world around us. And we, we had that discussion because you were like, why am I such an inspiration just because of my disability? So Laura, mm-hmm. I just want you to tell us a little bit about your daily struggle with this disability. What is it? Mm-hmm. Inform us a little bit. And I would love to hear how your journey has led you to write this remarkable book of poetry called See Beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my disability is called arthrogryposis. That has a longer name, but we'll just keep it short today. Um, I was born with it, and it's in a condition that affects my arms and my legs. It doesn't affect everybody in the same way, but it means I basically have a lack of muscle mass. Um, and so being born with my disability in my own journey, I didn't really pay attention to my limits as some might say um, until I was an adult. So I kind of just lived with my disability and not really focused on it. I didn't really wrestle with any questions until I was um, reaching my 30th year. I started to really have a lot of hard questions and a lot of hard things were happening in life. And so that was my turning point of I need to face my disability for the first time ever. And that is kind of where you came into my life to help guide me and counsel me and Mm. just walk with me through the beginning of, in a lot of ways, what was my spiritual awakening. And so the timeline of my wrestling kind of coincides with my writing journey because in a lot of ways, my disability and my life story, it's all interconnected with what God has shown me to be my calling. And the poetry book in a lot of ways came out of this entire journey. I walked through these four seasons, which I call them in my book, limits, longings, love, and loss. And God somehow with his <sighs> and endurance, I like, made it through all four of these seasons and along the way I was writing poetry and I was becoming a writer and a blogger and just realizing I need to share not just my story about life with a disability but in more recent years I realized it's about my story as a human being with limits that I wear for other people to see and so each chapter or section of my poetry book is about seeing beyond and all of that since. It's so powerful. And I've watched you wrestle. I watched you give birth. Yeah. (laughs) This book is my baby. (laughs) It is your baby. And I watched you move through every stage of conception (laughs) to um, transition Mm -hmm. and delivering. And it was something you were compelled to do. I think that was what was so beautiful to watch. Yeah. And it goes back to being inspired. I just felt like the spirit and God kept pushing me to do writing, to write poetry, to share my poetry. For a long time, I call myself a secret poet. I yes. 
it was like my own private journey. But along the way, the inspiration of the spirit said, nope, you need to get yourself out there and be more vulnerable and come out of hiding. Yes, yes. And you, I mean, the word is compelled because the book is compelling. The words, sincerely, as I was rereading them again, preparing for this, it's like I can't get through a sentence or two without gasping or taking a pause, tearing up. Um, I mean, it could be 365 days uh, of meditation if you broke this book apart and maybe that will happen one day, but Mm -hmm. it is a book that I'm going to hold close again, as I am walking through some seasons of limits, longings, love, and loss. I think they are as perpetual as the four seasons. Mm -hmm. I do. And that's always going through one of them. Right. Yeah, exactly. And each one is critical to our becoming a fully developed follower of Christ but a fully developed person, a human being. And I think that's what I've loved watching you sincerely wrestle with, Mm -hmm. you know, and if, if you can take us through, perhaps let's, let's just move through, let's do this together. Let's Mm -hmm. move through these four movements, limits, longings, love, and loss. And if you would start us off by reading from, we're going to take one piece of your poetry from each of the movements, you are going to have to get the book to read the other brilliant, deep, lovely poems. And so Laura is going to read to us from page 22, Mm -hmm. impossible is not a word. And Laura was so lovely to allow me to include that in Stronger Every Day at the end of tool eight. So when we get to tool eight, we will probably add you in here from this taping to read that. And we'll put it back in that one, right? Where it belongs in the, in the movement of my book. Mm -hmm. So impossible is not a word. Laura, if you would Uh please read impossible is not a word. Impossible is not a word, not one. I often choose. Giving up is unpreferred, for it means to fail, to lose, and that to me is absurd. When I can easily embrace a different view, a new word. Wow, yes. And at the end of every one of our poems that you are reading to us, you offer us a beautiful moment of allowing the words to linger over us, So I would like to invite everyone to page 25 in your book, See Beyond, and you say facing and embracing our limits allows us to learn valuable lessons such as relying on God and others. Consider one of your limits. What can that limit teach you? Would you be so kind? to perhaps share with us one of your limits or one that you faced when you were writing this and where impossible is not a word seemed Mm -hmm. to be born. Yeah, I think um, for one example, there are different dreams that I have and this will lead us to our next poem if that's okay. Of course. Some of them are called, I call them simple dreams versus the bigger ones that are truly 
makes it feel more impossible. So I think as I was facing my limits, I could see how my brothers and friends could easily go outside and run a mile. Um, and I thought I've never experienced that and I'm limited in that way. But in more recent years, a, somehow a conversation started or a friend invited me. She's a runner and there's a like group of people that push other people with disabilities in joggers in different races around the area. And so she invited me to start participating in these races. There's a 5K or 8K. We all, we went all the way up to a half marathon. What? I don't and think I knew that. Yes. It was one of those things where I'm like, yes, let's do this. I don't mind what? getting up at 4.30 in the morning and driving an hour to beat you. <laughs> that is phenomenal. If I knew it, it's a little bit dormant in my memory bank, but that it was is... a few back. Heartlifters, I've taken a leap and I want you to join me. In 1989, Kevin Costner played an Iowa farmer in the blockbuster film Field of Dreams. Strangely, he was inspired by a voice he couldn't ignore. And that voice was encouraging him to pursue a dream he could hardly believe. And that voice said to him, build it and they will come. Well, strangely enough, a couple years ago, I too heard a voice and I believe it was God's voice. And it said, Janelle, create a podcast and the listeners will come. And I'm happy to report that the podcast is growing. The last few months, we have had over 5,000 downloads. Heartlifters, that's a lot of people receiving hope and help and healing. I want to invite you today. Please come join me on this remarkable journey. I want to party with you. I want to journey together. Every month we'll meet, we'll have conversations, Q&As, we'll talk about themes and ideas and concepts and figure out ways that we can be more effective and help more people. So I'd love to have you come be a part of one of my circles of trust. There are three different tiers that you can join and you can learn all about it over on JanelleRairdon.com slash podcast. Everything you need to know is right there. Once you get to JanelleRairdon.com slash podcast, you'll see a blue bar with a green button and it says, yes, I want to be a patron of the podcast. Just click on that and we are on this journey together. So we're going to move into longings mm -hmm. and that is the very first poem in that second movement of longings. So we had impossible is not a word. So that was, let's face our limits. Let's look at them. Sometimes limits are really necessary. Of course, mm -hmm. that's not a bad word. Um, but as we talk about in tool six and our conversation in my book, it's, we want to transform limitations or <clears throat> limiting beliefs into the unlimited living water beliefs that Christ offers. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if you would, yes, page 29, mm -hmm. simple dreams. Mm -hmm. Simple dreams I long to do. Instead, I must rely on you or try to change my point of view. Take a trip 
drive a car, visit friends who live afar, cook a meal, do my hair, have no need for a wheelchair, ride a bike, run a mile, take friends' kids for a while, reach a book, live on my own, have extended time alone, walk barefoot, wear other shoes, leave town whenever I choose. Such things I can only dream, waiting for the one to redeem. Oh my goodness, it's so, so good, Laura. It's so powerful. You really share your heart in this poem. You're so honest and vulnerable. And, you know, something you and I talk about so much is, and and what frustrates me for you, (laughs) is that you can't just hop in a car. Mm-hmm. And leave town whenever you choose. I've never met a woman so committed to community, so longing and so, oh my goodness, you are just a magnet. You're just a beautiful gatherer of people. And you've taught me so much about uh, the vitality and the importance of community. And for that, I'm so grateful. Anything else you want to share about that simple dreams and perhaps how how we able-bodied, right, can um, realize that it's impossible is not a word and that we can have simple dreams. Yeah. Just any other words, any thoughts? Yeah. I think um, in my journey, I realized the friends that I was developing, the community that was starting to grow over the years, I realized if they don't know what's in my heart, if they don't know about these simple dreams, How could any of them happen? Like, I can't do them on my own. I can keep them, like, hiding them in my heart and not share them with anyone. Or with the people I trust, I can start to invite and talk about them. And it ends up that some, like, one of my friends, like, it's not just me wanting my dreams to happen. There is a mutuality, a reciprocity. How do you say that word? Reciprocity. Reciprocity. Yes. (laughs) like it goes back and forth it's not always about me it's just about the community and the space that happens between the the friendships and among the groups that I'm a part of does that make sense it makes perfect sense because what I believe uh what I say about you is you're an inclusion architect Mm -hmm. and you are currently in a program at Western Theological Seminary Mm -hmm. in Michigan And you are working towards a graduate certificate in disability and ministry and constantly reevaluating and perhaps seeing a a more expansive area of study and growth for yourself, which is what I love Mm -hmm. about you. By the Mm -hmm. way, by the way, I just have to mention that Laura, (laughs) I've known her for a very long time, but I've only gotten to know, know her in the last five, six years. Yes. And, uh, or it's been seven. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. And uh, she went to college away from home Mm -hmm. for four years and got her college degree. And Mm -hmm. I I just remember standing from afar and going, how on earth is that happening? That is just so marvelous. And so I just had to brag on you a little bit that that is so, uh, you are so much an inclusion architect. And I really have such great uh, vision for your life and what God's Mm going to continue to do through you. So at the end of this second movement, 
longings in the sea beyond where she challenges us to take a moment of pause. You write, we all have longings. (laughs) Some we carry quietly for a time, not wanting to name what is in our hearts. Simple or impossible. What do you hope for? Mm. This is one that when Laura and I get quiet, we usually always start crying. So (laughs) we don't want to cry in the podcast today. But something that you've really inspired me to do is to not keep my deepest longings hidden. And as I find trustworthy people to place them in front of and share them with, that uh, they become more of a reality. And they also, like you said, um, help other people in turn find perhaps their deepest longings and their callings. You you had to start asking for more help, which you hate to do, <laughs> and started um, letting people know that I won't be able to get up those stairs to your house. So we're going to have to think this through beforehand. So it just, it was helping us all be more aware mm-hmm. of, uh, and helping us to see you, which leads us to our next movement, which is the love movement. Mm -hmm. And this is perhaps so deep and so powerful, Uh, but I would love for you to share with us your poem here. You see me. It's on page Mm -hmm. 50 in Laura's book, See Beyond, page 50. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see. Um, Okay, here we go. There's something about you Something I can't always describe. Something I just know deep inside. Accepted, protected, gathered, connected. I felt these from the start, but I hesitated. Is this real? What is happening right now? I don't understand why or how. How are you so comfortable? You know I have limits. You know I need help. You're more than aware, yet you see me, not disability or the chair. You see me. There's something about you I could tell from the start, but I hesitated. Is this real? Should I? Could I? Can I? Just taking a pause, just taking a sailor as we do in the Psalms. If you would share a little bit, just a little hint, a little peek mm-hmm. into the depths of where this poem, You See Me, was birthed. And it is so relevant to me. And I know to so, so every one of us wants to be seen for mm-hmm. who we really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. In the midst of my wrestling, um, I really struggled with the question of where do I belong? Do I fit where I once did or where I currently was? There was just a lot of unsettledness in my heart and I didn't really want to be where I was at the time Um, until like people came into my life and suddenly I had like deep community and I had this sense of this is what thriving is like. These people, they see me they know me, I can be my full self around them. And it was a refreshing experience and just something that hadn't happened in a really, really long time, or maybe not even at all on that level. Um, And so during that season of thriving, I really learned 
to receive it and to just live in it. Yeah, something you and I really talked about during this particular movement of the journey, Mm -hmm. the love journey was learning. I think your, your beautiful heart lifting transformative journey that began at age 30 in your fourth decade. Um, and, and as a note, it was really important for you, Laura, right. To get this book out on your 35th birthday. Mm-hmm. It was a real milestone, uh, yes. as we would say, as a pilgrim on a journey, it was like, this is, I gotta have this. This is a, mm-hmm. a, a Karen as they do on pilgrimages. They set up those little stones, one on top of each other and, See Beyond was your Karen for this movement. Mm-hmm. And something that um, is really critical on our all of our journeys is to be able to see ourselves, to know ourselves, know our true self. We talk about mm-hmm. that all the time in this community, that one of our tenets is to have a healthy sense of self, to, to understand our personality, how we show up for life, mm-hmm. but then peel that away to our essence. Mm -hmm. And I had the privilege of journeying along with you and watching you peel away to find Laura, Mm -hmm. Laura, the human being, Laura, the person. Yeah. And as you did that, I think one of the most compelling parts of this and this poem to me was that when we really know who we are, when we know our, our sense of our essence, our God breathed identity, as I say, it's so attractive. It's so peaceful. It, it is the welcome invitation for others to come get to know us. Mm-hmm. So once we see ourselves, like we have to see ourselves first before we are seen. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yes. Yes. And I think that's where the disability factor came into play for me. Yep. I was ignoring a part of myself and it was a very important part because it's the part that everyone sees when they do meet me because yeah. I can't hide my disability. No. Um, so just becoming more integrated with all of those layers of who I was and am and yeah, just yeah. watching that profound experience come to life. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm Laura. Hi, who are you? <laughs> Which you, you know, you roll into a room with insane confidence to begin with, oh. but now it's with a deep, God confidence of who I know who I am and I'm worthy of intimate connection. Mm-hmm. I'm worthy of companionship. I'm worthy of relationship. I have value, worth, and dignity. And I have an important voice inside of the community. Mm-hmm. And so it's so valuable and it's so powerful to, to see you find that voice and to understand your value because it sets everyone around you at peace. That's what happens when you know who you are. Mm-hmm. You have nothing to prove. You have nothing, you know, there's just, it's just, I'm here and I yeah. love you. And I want to get to know you on such a, a level. Yeah. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. So your see beyond at the end of this third movement is through our relationships, we are changed. Mm-hmm. The good, the, I'm adding the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. We learn to receive and reciprocate. Well, now I messed up that word. We learn to receive and reciprocate love. And you ask, how has the experience of love deepened your life? Mm-hmm. I told you, she's a deep well. <laughs> so that leads us to our final movement, loss. Hmm. And in the preface that I read, you talk about how the journey began with grief. 
And so in this fourth movement, what led you to include loss as one of the four seasons of, of how we move through life? And you're going to close us out with, uh, it's my favorite poem, if I have a favorite, because so many mm-hmm. are a favorite. And it's how you actually close out your movements with the poem Door of Hope. So what inspired you to read and, and speak and write about the Door of Hope in your life and loss? Um, well, let's see. I think I've just, I've experienced a lot of loss in my life in different forms, like the natural kind when family members, um, experience death and different ways, um, just different ways. My dreams over the years have, I guess you call them died or just been reformed by what God wants for my life instead of what I want, maybe, um, Mm -hmm. And just loss of relationships over the years. There's just been a lot of changes in community. And in a lot of ways, I'm in a transition phase right now with community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think loss is also where I get pushed to go deeper with God. And it's like if you come to the end of yourself, you don't really know how to move through the grief or the loss without the hope that God can give us and without the community of your trustworthy friends that are like sitting there with you. And I think also with my writing loss is where my poetry journey began. It's really where all of my writing for this calling that I'm living out now, it all began after a season of loss. And I wrote a lot of poetry because I needed some way to process my emotions Mm -hmm. and I am an introvert. And so Naturally, I need to go to writing in order to process. Yeah, and so it's a beautiful that, process to watch in you. Yeah. So that loss is just a big part of my life. In a lot of yeah. ways, I was born with loss with my limits. Yes. I feel a lot of our community, like myself, are probably um, curious. Mm-hmm. If I can take just a brief second of the process of how a poem I've been privileged to watch it happen. You know, like, Oh, I'll get a text and I'll be like, Oh, I think a poem's starting. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> you know, how is it? Is it a whisper across your brain? Is it something that you sense? What, how does a poem come to birth? I don't always know. Sometimes <laughs> I know. Um, sometimes like it goes back to the beginning of our conversation today about the word inspire. I just suddenly I start to see phrases, whether I'm reading them in the Bible or in my own journal, I will just write down a whole bunch of phrases and just look at them for a long time or just meditate on them. Right. And then over time, whether it's a day or a week or sometimes months later, I'll come back and I'll just start to see a poem form. It's like seeing beyond in my own mind. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing right. in my mind. And I just, I have to be the one to take action. So I'm partnering with God and the work he's Mm -hmm. doing in my life um, and in my writing. So I love that. I love that so much partnering. Yeah. And being open and aware. Like, I think that's what Mm -hmm. I see also. You're very sensory. You're very intuitive. Mm -hmm. Um, So those of us who perhaps are not as much people that live in our heart zone, right? We live in our head zone or our body zone we have to put a little bit more effort into the Mm -hmm. sensory, the five senses are living with being paying attention to the wind or paying attention to the leaves or Mm -hmm. those types of things. 
Yeah. But also you pay a lot of attention to the movements of people. Yeah. You know, to the movements of seeing beyond just relationships and surfaces of things. Mm-hmm. And so it's a beautiful invitation. Uh, I would love, we would be honored to hear you read Door of Hope. Yes. Valley of Acor, Desert of Trouble, Buried in Rubble, Pull me out, pull me up, Away from the wild well-watered, Away from the war well-waged, Away from the wind, Protected and planted, Stable and strong, No longer lost, tossed, blown or thrown, Rooted and ready, Secure and steady. Take what I have. Hold my hand. Lead me out. Lead me up. Where light beams. Down, down. On the door. The door of hope in the Valley of Acor. So powerful. Do you know offhand where, where that is in the Bible? I can't remember at the moment. Yeah, it comes from Hosea chapter 2. Hosea 2. Right. It was one of those times where I was reading a lot of verses in Psalms and in Hosea, and this um, poem was inspired by what I was reading at the time and what I was experiencing in life. Right, because it's a promise to Hosea that I'm going mm-hmm. to tr- transform your Valley of Acre into a door of hope. Yes, and I was in the moment where I felt like a grieving season and a time of struggle was currently being transformed into I can see hope again. My faith and my community, they had carried me to what I call the other side. Right. And that's what it takes very often, most often, if not all, at all times. Yeah. It takes a community of intimates, a community of trustworthy, loving friends and relationships and comrades. Mm And here at the end, you close with See Beyond. This is our final prompt or challenge, however you want to say. Grieving seasons leave us feeling tossed around by circumstances, emotions, Mm -hmm. and what or whom we miss. In those times, how has God restored your hope? And I do really thank you from the bottom of my heart, Laura, for being my friend, being my trusted comrade in the journey of faith and life. And um, I know that there have been so many times where you you have spoken and, and you've, you've helped me put my hand on the door of hope. Mm-hmm. And I know that today is going to do the same for many, many who are in one of these four movements of life, mm-hmm. whether it is loss whether it is love, whether it's longings, wherever it's limits. We all pass through these Mm -hmm. four movements, these four seasons in our lives, and they are cyclical. And sometimes they overlap. Ah, tell us about that. Tell me more about that. Sometimes they do overlap. Yes. I don't know that feeling that sometimes they, and the realization that, yeah, sometimes they overlap. Mm -hmm. We can, um, I don't know, we can have longings at the same time. We are experiencing love or. Yes. Or the loss of love. We have a longing. I don't Mm -hmm. want that loss to go away. Like I, yeah. I mean, that's just so rich. Or in a season of loss, we can feel more limited because 
we don't have as much energy, whether it's emotionally or physically or mm-hmm. mentally. I don't know. They're just, they can definitely overlap. Without a million doubts for mm-hmm. sure. And I think that it is what that your title, this is not just a title. It is a prophetic footing, which we love in this community to see mm-hmm. beyond. So what do we need to see beyond today besides a global pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. What do I need to see? That's the question I'm kind of um, lingering with today. You've inspired me to say, Janelle, what do you need to see beyond? Mm-hmm. What is appearing impossible to you today? What is it? What is appearing as maybe an obvious loss, but what can I see beyond the loss to get to more longing, right? Sometimes when we lose things, I've been taught in my life that sometimes our lives are like a flower. Mm -hmm. And so when I lost my capacity to have a dance studio and to teach dance and to dance myself back in the late nineties, and I had to have a transition, a death of self. But it was okay. So now that is kind of that flower has been pruned away. And now some lower layers of calling can get the sun. Mm -hmm. And so a loss can be uh, a threshold. And you talk a lot about thresholds. Um, You know, it can be an invitation as well to some deeper layers of our lives that perhaps haven't been getting the sun and getting the attention. So for me, it was my writing. It was my sharing and my teaching that got a little bit more sun and started to grow and blossom. So if you would allow me, Laura, I'm going to read the afterword as Mm -hmm. a meditation as we close, or would you want to read it? Oh, um, you can go ahead. I kind of put my book aside already. Okay. I will read it. Here we go. This is, this is a meditation Mm -hmm. and I want everyone to just take it as that as we close, wherever you are on your journey. I hope you learn to see beyond. May your faith deepen, your perspective grow, and your heart know. God moves mountains, meets us in the valley, makes a way through the desert, strengthens us in storms, breaks barriers, builds bridges loves to redeem, bring beauty, heal us in areas we didn't know needed healing. May you be strong enough to face your limits. Name your longings. Learn to love. And learn to find hope after loss. May you choose courage to go through the grieving season and say goodbye to what or whom you lost. May you watch the people in your community show up and show how much they can. They will lend you strength, let you speak, and lead you to see glimpses of hope scattered in your story. May you continue to learn what it looks like to move beyond and how to thrive in every season of life. Laura, Mm -hmm. thank you. I don't think I can talk anymore. (laughs) Would you just close us out with a prayer? I'm putting you on the spot. Close us out with a prayer. Mm -hmm. 
Father God, we do thank you for this time to just talk about these struggles we all face in life. And we just pray that whoever is listening today, that they can see hope after experiences with limits, with longings, with love, or with loss. We pray that you will teach this community to see beyond and to see you in every season of life. And we pray for strength and courage for each person to live through and in the midst of whatever season they are going through. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Heartlifters. Join me in thanking Laura for being here with us. And may we all remember that we are clothed in strength and dignity with nothing to fear. We, Laura, me, Janelle, you, Heartlifter, can smile and laugh and giggle at our future. Until next time. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and resources, please join the Stronger Everyday online community at JanelleRairden.com. Always remember, you, my friend, have value, worth, and dignity.